arrived to season three we took a little break but i'm so excited to be back all right so shall we get started with our episode three today or not episode one of thing we're a little <laughs> we're a little rusty should we get started with yeah. season three episode one <laughs> yes yeah. sounds good currently it is eight o'clock in seoul i'm dialing in from seoul and so i'm having breakfast i'm having my typical fruits and vegetables and hard-boiled eggs or soft-boiled eggs and then because we're recording samsha i have to have a drink right so (laughs) i went to the convenience store downstairs and got cheju ale and i'm going to open it and drink this at eight in the morning yeah can you guys hear it yes such a good sport christine (laughs) I mean, who doesn't like to drink beer at 8 in the morning? <laughs> <laughs> Yum. And look at, look at this packaging. Cute, right? So pretty. It's very samcha. has green. So, I love it. So samcha. I've got a, also a can that has some like nice green on it. It's called Giant mm. Hard Kombucha, but the Giant is I just got J. that today. Oh, really? I got it at Trader Joe's. Yeah. Mm. It is passion fruit and elderflower. Yum. I'm gonna, I'm gonna try it right now because I've never tried it before. Hmm, it's good. It's like light. I like it. Nice. It's good. Yeah. It's good. Very mild. And then my snack is kind of weird, but I'm having these like lemon pesto potatoes that I cooked with like garlic and spices oh, and stuff on the stove. Cute. Me. Um, yeah. Because oh, I am a potato queen, so that is my snack. Very true. Potato queen indeed. Okay, so me, I'm drinking this Chilean orange wine that Rita, shout out Rita, um, shout out Saturday Table, (laughs) so many Saturdays, Um, she had brought over uh, the last time she was here, so um, I'm just drinking the rest of that. It's very good, very crisp, very dry, Um, very good. And then I'm also enjoying some kettle corn. Yummy. So, is it good? It is. It's oh, so good. <laughs> I love it. It's so good. It's very, very good. Okay. So today we are just diving right in to a topic that we, I think, talk about a lot throughout Samcha and, and different episodes. And then today's episode is titled, Am I Dying? Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> um, we're going to talk a little bit about like health anxieties, health scares, like death. It's going to go real oh. deep <laughs> per usual. Mm-hmm. But yeah, so speaking of going deep. We're going to go through our typical three rounds of samcha. Samcha, of course, means round three. So we're going to eat and drink throughout and share and talk and just have a great time while talking about uh, if we're dying or not. Dying. (laughs) With that, (laughs) let's go into Ircha. So cheers. Cheers. Let's start off just by talking about any health anxieties that we have. And I think let's think of it in the lens of like, we're in our thirties now. And I think 
just physical health realities become more real realities become more real anyway (laughs) um yeah what are some like anxieties you've had about your health in more recent years recently like in Korea I've been sleeping like my sleep schedule has been like off for the entire year for like the past year and so I know how important sleep is and I'm trying to get better at sleeping but I think I'm like averaging four to five hours a night and I know that's not good so I I know that these habits will probably accumulate like and turn into something awful down the line so I'm trying to fix it now well sleep is interesting because I know like usually when people get older but I'm talking about like old old like they can't Uh sleep they don't sleep for as long right so that's kind of scary because it's like oh if we're not like getting our sleep when when we're in our 30s like it's not necessarily gonna get better because we're gonna like I remember when I lived with my grandpa like he would sleep like four hours maybe but like that was all he could sleep like he couldn't sleep more than that and interestingly like in the past several years um I'm not at that level but like I always wake up like at least once in the middle of the night between like 1 and 4 a.m is it to pee do you wake up in the middle of the night to Um, pee sometimes it's to pee but then other times I just like (gasps) I just like wake up (laughs) I don't know why Sometimes it's a dream. Sometimes Something it's just random. Something to ask your therapist. <laughs> yeah, that's a good idea. Let me <laughs> take note of that. Um, but yeah, that's like sleep is, I'm also not, I'm not a good sleeper, but I don't really have the same excuse as Christine because she is like in Korea right now working US hours. So <laughs> that's why she's not getting good sleep. I just am a terrible person. <laughs> no. And I also feel like, the 30s is again going to use the word but it's a very interesting time <laughs> mm-hmm. because it's like we need a drink every time we like, say interesting yeah, All right, yeah. cheers it's like <laughs> everyone play along <laughs> it's kind of like this in between time well i mean maybe the 40 50 60 70 year olds out there would see that and laugh but it kind of feels like this in between time where you like still feel kind of invincible but then also at the same time you're slowly starting starting to feel the effects of some of the the indiscretions of your youth you know and so it's like a very weird and interesting time (laughs) there we go (laughs) do you remember the last time you got a really good night's sleep and like what were the conditions that allowed you to have this good sleep probably when I was I do but I can't say (laughs) (laughs) yes you can r-rated (laughs) x-rated wow you went you went there okay okay (laughs) I was gonna say probably when I had a cold like a few weeks ago and then I just like literally slept for like 12 hours but it was a nice sleep I have to say (laughs) I took NyQuil (laughs) NyQuil yeah probably also on vacation uh, but not Mm. the first night not the first couple of nights because you're in like a new place and you're still excited but then you know in the middle of the week that's Mm. when that's when you get good sleep same same girl (laughs) all right next next topic (laughs) next you know we you know we're talking about health anxieties and stuff and there's one that like has just been this like lingering anxiety that just comes here and there since i was like 20 like so literally like a decade it's because so what happened is I know someone who died very young because she had like 
they discovered later she had a blood clot like in her leg and then it like you know traveled up and like you know you know caused her to pass away um and i think uh i don't i don't know like all of the details around it that's kind of as far as i know i think like also the conditions were like she wasn't like walking around a lot like that day or that week and so you know like when you're on an airplane too it's like you're supposed to wear compression mm. socks and like that kind of thing so it's like in that kind of area so anyway ever since then like every now and then i'm like lying in bed or like if i'm sitting for a long time i just like start massaging my calves because i just get this anxiety that like i can feel like something in my legs it's like totally hypochondriac of me but yeah that's like i've never like vocalized this but it's always just like mm. it just pops up randomly for me but i wonder like have either of you had an experience where like something happened to someone and it's like it opened this door of possibility and like how if that's affected you or not christine's face is like <laughs> oh my goodness I think, yes because i think it i think about it from like a genes perspective so there were some illnesses in my family well just like one um and so because there's like illnesses are could be potential or because illnesses are linked to your genes and like family stuff um i i worry about that it's like oh when my stomach hurts my uh, uncle passed away with intense intestinal cancer and um and so like do I, do I have it like my stomach hurts like what's going on but yes I do feel that like it might be inevitable if there were were if there was some kind of connection in my family um have you felt like clots in your legs or like has because <laughs> like no like not sore, like physically yeah. uh-huh. not physically it's just more like you know, like sometimes if someone's like close to you, like they're like touching your, like not touching your forehead, but it's close and it like tingles. And it's just because you're like, your mind is there. So it causes yeah. sensation. So yeah. it's just sometimes it's like, oh, like I'm, I'm like so still. And then I think about my legs and then it just like, I get a sensation, but it's not like anything uh-huh. is actually happening. It's more of yeah. like the mental like anxiety around it. Yeah. I mean, you were asking Christina about have you heard of somebody else? And then Mm. has it brought you anxiety? But I feel like for me, it's like myself. So I feel Mm. like this leads to Mm. Icha. Okay, perfect. (laughs) Leads to Icha nicely. So let's just go right on in. Go to Icha. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, so we're talking about now health scares, right? Like actual health Um, scares. Because we were just talking about like anxiety. Yeah. Exactly. Like actual health scares that we've had. And like, this is such an interest. Oh, it's so interesting one more time. But this is, this is like a very odd, I will say, uh, thing for me, because again, like I was saying in Icha, like sometimes I just feel so invincible. And I think many people can relate to like, especially when you're young, like in your twenties, whatever, like you are, you feel invincible, but then I actually had a pretty big scare a few years ago, and I think you two know about it, but I'll I'll share. So back in 2020, so this was like right at the beginning of like lockdown, basically, or yeah, like sort of right at the beginning of lockdown, I just had like extreme like bloating and like kind of like pain in my lower abdomen. 
And so, like, at first, I was like, oh, my God, I'm pregnant. <laughs> this is bad. Like, what are we going to do? Just to provide a little bit of background and maybe a little TMI, but it's okay. This is a safe space. My periods are, like, very irregular. So, like, anything that has to do with, like, my time of the month, it's pretty it's, – it's always – it comes pretty randomly. Um, and it's always just kind of been – pretty mysterious down there. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, with things like a lot of bloating and pain and cramps and all of these things that come with, with my periods. And so like when I had that extreme bloating, I got really concerned because one day I was laying down and I was in my mom's room at the time and I was like laying down and my mom and I were like doing like sit-ups or something. And then like when I was laying down, you could tell like my stomach just went from like the top of my stomach was like flat to like this crazy bump in the lower, mm. in my lower stomach, like more than the usual thongpe that I have, right? <laughs> and so, so I remember I like, you sent oh me a gosh. photo and it legit yeah. looked like you were pregnant. Yeah. Lying yes. down. Yeah. Yes. So crazy. And so um, anyway, there was like enough pain where I was like, okay, I think I need to go to the ER. So I go to the ER, they do a scan, and there is this literal melon-sized, like, mass in my stomach, like a melon, like a whole-ass cantaloupe, right? And so, it, and it looked like it was kind of attached to, like, my left ovary. And so mm -hmm. there was, like, we did emergency surgery, and we went ahead and removed it because it was so large. And at the time, when they had scanned me, everything looked pretty good. So like medically, I think clinically, when like a, when you find a mass in your body, if it's like perfectly round and they don't see anything inside of it, it's like, it's probably just water or like fluids or whatever. It's like pretty benign. So that was kind of like the messaging I was receiving at the time. We do the surgery, it goes well. And then once they removed the mass, they biopsy the mass. Mm -hmm. And so... They biopsied the mass and then it came, the results came back and it was what they were calling like a borderline tumor. So it's not nothing. So like it's, it's not cancer, but it's not, not cancer. Mm. So it's kind of like it had certain characteristics of like malignancy basically. It's like something that's mm. not good. And so... At the time, you know, we obviously had removed it. And so that's fine. It had did, obviously didn't spread anywhere. And then now it's actually, there's like something that's kind of grown back in its place, but it's still mm -hmm. really small. And I've just kind of been monitor, like we've been monitoring it every three to six months. I get scans and blood work just to make sure that things are normal and regular. Like, I mean, it's still an ongoing situation, um, but it, it's like one of those things where you're like, oh, it's just, it's just, it's just a little bloating. Like all, I feel like all women have some sort of bloating at some point in their cycle. Right. Mm -hmm. Um, or if you eat something that's like not, that doesn't fit with you, you have a little bloating or whatever. And then like the second phase is like, oh, there's something inside. And it's like, oh, that's scary. But like, oh, it's probably nothing. You know, they say it's fine. It's nothing. And then like the third piece is like, oh, wait, but it's actually could be something. Yeah. So I think like that's kind of the part where like 
my anxieties sometimes. Like if I feel like Christina, to your point, like if I feel like a little tinge, I'm like, wait a second. Um, and that's because I've, I felt tinges, right. Quote unquote tinges before. And then they kind of turned out to be something more mm-hmm. than maybe just like a quick little thing. Mm-hmm. And so, yeah, I think that's definitely like my biggest health scare to date and like obviously something that I'm still dealing Going through. With. Yeah. Yeah. But I will share like a silver lining that one of my doctors oh. told me, which I mean interesting. It's, oh, it's, shit, it's that's not interesting. That. <laughs> <laughs> Is that did I hear um, interesting? <laughs> Is that like she told me she was like, well, you know, the silver lining is that you're probably not going to die from ovarian cancer <laughs> because ovarian cancer and like cervical cervical cancer and cancers of um, the female reproductive system, they are like what they call silent killers because the, the symptoms oh. that arise are so like normal, like normal for women. Like you get some bloating or you get a little bit of indigestion or you get a little spotting, like things that happen to us all the time. And then, you know, most women don't check until there's something really wrong, like years and years down the line. And then by then it's too late. And so, you know, because you're checking so frequently. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. So also a PSA, you know, I think when, Around around thirties or more, it's always nice to like do checkups. Do I need um, to go to the doctor? I haven't been in ages. Yeah. <laughs> yes, yes, for sure. <sighs> so I think it's a good a good thing to always check up on yourselves. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. Well, that's like so that's... much to have to deal with. Like, just on top of just aging in general and then like um going through life in general like regular women stuff yeah and then like life and work and you've been like moving as well like going through so much stuff yeah yeah but I also think that's why the older I get the more I'm like women are fucking superheroes Mm -hmm. like they're like we we we're like literally bleeding from our vaginas but like on time to a meeting or like we're bleeding from our vaginas and we're running errands because we like we needed you know like whatever it is and it's just wild just do you find that you kind of do you like have to compartmentalize and stuff when as you're like as you've been dealing with this yeah i mean what's what's I won't use the I word here. <laughs> what what is uh, kind of obvious for me is it's not. It's almost like I have to, I I have to not compartmentalize because I'm so oh. used to comp- compartmentalizing. Just like as a woman, as an Asian American, as a, you know, a minority, whatever. Like all of these things. Like I think women are so used to like disassociating or compartmentalizing or trying to, you know, put things into buckets so that they can live. Right. And so, um, I almost have to like force myself to not put things in buckets and like really understand what's happening or like what needs to happen next. Mm -hmm. And I also feel like, um, Sean does a really good job of like 
being that for me because he's such a hypochondriac. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Sean. (laughs) And I'm not. I'm like the opposite of one. Mm. And so like... And so, so he's the one who's like, hey, it's like, is yeah. that okay? Like, do we need to go yeah, check? What's the follow-up? <laughs> exactly. Exactly. So, so it works out really well. I just want to say that I'm glad that it's it wasn't something that was malignant and that you're healthy for the most part, right? And that it's so hard to, I think like nowadays, it's so hard to be like 100% healthy, especially like when kids are born, there's like more illnesses and all this like environmental factors that affect like our health but I'm really glad that like for the most part like you have access to like the right resources and and that you're you're able to like enjoy your life for the most part even though there's like some that like there's like that one thing in your head that like you have to think about where it's like you have to tend to it you have to like do the follow-ups you have to like deal with something else on top of every like what Christina was saying, like on top of everything else that you have to deal with. Um, but I'm I'm so so grateful that you're you're like not having to deal with it in like a, a larger capacity, even though it probably yeah. sucks to have to deal with it in the first place. Yeah, for sure. And I'm actually thinking about like I'm thinking just po- if I'm thinking positively, I'm thinking about even just like being able to share it here, like on this episode. We're not a big big podcast yet right yet Yet. we're not we're not big yet we're not that big yet but even if like one person hears this and then says like oh like I've been feeling odd or like oh I should go get a checkup like I think there's something to that because I know personally like growing up we didn't just go to the hospital you know like you're like ah put a bandaid on it. It's fine. You know, you're not going to die. I mean, there's many reasons. Yeah. Drink some tea. Exactly. Bring the needle, poke your finger, you know, Mm -hmm. like those types of things, which I mean, there's, I see the validity and, and the goodness in that, but also like, we're just not used to going to the hospital, getting checkups, like things like that, at least for me as growing up like Korean American and, and with, with uh, Korean parents. And so, yeah, I think like if there's just one more reminder to, not listen to your mom. <laughs> <I'm just kidding. laughs> Don't listen to your parents and actually go get a checkup. Yeah, I think like that. That's that's like part of I think the silver lining too. Mm. Cheers to that. <laughs> let's, Cheers. Let's take care of ourselves. Let's you know check what's going on. <laughs> For our round three, we've arrived at Samcha, our first Samcha of season three. <laughs> first round three of season three Mm -hmm. how do you just kind of cope with all of this you know this fear or these anxieties that we have and obviously it's like health anxieties it can kind of also kind of connect to fears or anxieties about death and dying what do you just what do you do to cope with it do you do anything or do do you you just not even think about it (laughs) I oddly don't have like a ton of fear around like my own death um for some reason I think it I mean it probably has to do with like it it honestly probably has to do half with feeling quote-unquote invincible sometimes um or like feeling like it it's just an inevitability no matter what at any point at any time you hope that it's later in life but you know you kind of you kind of know that it's coming and so like you know why stress over it now kind of a thing so yeah i don't i oddly don't have a um 
a fear around it for myself, but I definitely like as a self-proclaimed empath, like I definitely feel like there's always like really deep like sadness and grief over like other people's death or like my friend's family or like even when I see like a YouTube channel and someone like announces that like their spouse passed away or like their dog passed away oh my god don't even get me started with animal videos but <laughs> like that that kind of thing so I have like a really I don't even know how to cope there mm. but I think like I think ways like a way to consider coping with the fear of death or like the fear of loss, the fear of anxiety, all of these things would like probably just be to talk about it. Um, I think just talking about it more, I feel like not a lot of people talk about death because it's kind of a downer. It's sad. It's a lot. It's very deep. But then also like, I think when you're around it or when you're taught, when you talk about it freely, when you are open to the idea of conversation around it, like that kind of makes it ubiquitous and you know kind of normal so i guess like basically just do what we're doing (laughs) (laughs) just do exactly what we do tooting our own horn (laughs) yeah just like talking about it and having conversations about it i think i agree because even just like talking about it right now i had not quite an epiphany because it's not like that deep but you know when we're talking about like compartmentalizing things and you were like i actually don't really and i need to work on not do like I need to work to not do that I feel like that's good because when we do compartmentalize it's like you put all your that means you put all your focus and energy on one thing and you're just like completely forgetting about in this case your health you know however valid or whatever your anxieties are about it like but if you're you're, Mm -hmm. like separating it completely it's like you know you've got to think about yourself as a whole so that's like kind of what I'm realizing I don't think that I was not doing that necessarily like I don't think I was doing the opposite of that but I don't think I've been so intentional like super intentional about like thinking about all the aspects of my life together as one so that's like a that's a nice little takeaway for me (laughs) yeah yeah for sure I think like I the last time I heavily thought about death was like when I was younger um death just seemed so much scarier when I was younger but now it's like happening more frequently as I like meet more people and the people that I know are getting older and my grandparents, like they're, they're all not here anymore. It's just like learning how to deal with it one by one in terms of like other people. But then like when it comes to like myself, I'm like, I always think like something random can happen and I can just die right away. Mm -hmm. And so like coping in my fashion is like, okay, well, what happens after I die? Like who's going to have access to all of like, my accounts and who's gonna um, <laughs> like who's gonna take my money and like do I have to write a will now and have setting up life insurance and um what else is like are they gonna sell all my stuff and who's gonna read my diaries <laughs> these are the things that I think about where it's like dealing with the next steps so that I don't have to like burden other people with my death but then at the same time it's like if that does happen I think about what's lost through that and making life count especially like with the people who I know aren't going to be around as long as I will be like if everything goes well. So when I'm like hanging out, like in Korea, I'm hanging out with a lot of older folks and they talk about death 
more casually. They're like, mm, when, when it happens, it happens because they're expecting it. But at the same time, like I, I haven't like anticipated their, their death yet, but in the encounters that we do have, it's like, how can we like utilize this time in a way where I'm like more present and also like tuning into their perspectives on, on like a life well lived or what they hope for uh in their remaining time but yes I like agree with both of you that like it's it's good to talk about it and it's like good to like resurface it from like that part of my brain that like I the like part of my brain that I stored like ideas of death in that like I don't want to like go into the black hole or like the abyss I heard that like walking in cemeteries is like a nice little like meditative practice I almost said the I word right now. <laughs> interesting. I'll say it for you. Interesting. Let's do it just to take it. That was like kind of all over the place, but it's like no. been like a central theme, like in my 30s more than it was yeah. in my 20s. And I'm sure it's going to be more prevalent in my 40s too. It's kind of overwhelming to think about like making everything count or making life count like I totally agree with you but it's like oh then when, when you really think about it it's like oh like you know we like Christine and I both live like far from our families since we're in New York and our families are in LA and it's like oh like is that the right thing then and like but again there's like many aspects of our lives that we're balancing here yeah it's like just sometimes a I'm getting like an existential crisis right now. <laughs> thinking about it. But it's, it's, it's really good. I think. Yeah. A good existential yeah, you, crisis. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Yeah. And it's, it's one of those things where exactly you, you having that like existential crisis or having those thoughts is, and, and having them now is so much better than you never having them at all. Yeah. Um, and so like thinking about all of these things, it'll probably shape the next, you know, six months, 12 months, three years from now. Like that's, that's kind of like what, what it'll shape. So Mm -hmm. all positives there. Oh, (laughs) (laughs) wow. Is this episode one? Wow. Okay. (laughs) It's so deep. I hope everyone is, is drinking something with alcohol in it. Yeah. Yeah. Very healthy. <laughs> I know. Oh my God. It's all about in, balance, in moderation. You know? Yeah. Balance and moderation. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In moderation. Do you guys think that like death has been more prevalent too, like in your 30s versus like in your 20s? Or do you think that it's just been like, because I know that like we've all like experienced loss recently, but we've also experienced loss in our 20s. How do you kind of view loss and death? differently Mm. versus your 20s and 30s I don't know that it's changed that much just um since my the first death I experienced was when I was like in kindergarten when my grandma passed away and so it's Mm -hmm. like it's kind of always been like there but then I think the thing that has changed is a little a little connected to what Megan was saying earlier but like when I think about like Dane dying or like I think mm-hmm. about like people close to me passing away especially if it's like n- like it's not a from natural causes like not from age that has like changed a lot or that has become something new in my 30s and especially just with like so gun violence and like all these mm-hmm. crazy things happening um like you said Christine it's like 
anything can happen any day to like to you or me or any of us so I think that has that's become like more prominent for sure and I wonder if it's like a result of obviously like as we grow older we like our relationships to people and like our surroundings I think become like a little bit deeper like it's not just like oh yeah I go to the same school as you and now we're friends it's like you know relationships that you've been cultivating for years um, whether that be like with your partner or platonic or whatever and so it's almost like there's more to lose so then you start feeling like oh shit you know, if I do, if I have lost, if I do lose this person or this, this cohort of people or whatever, then, you know, there's more, there's more there. Exactly. Yeah. I think when I was younger and I experienced loss, it was like, it felt like at the time it hit me so much harder because it was just like, I'm so young and like, this is so new. And like, I don't know what's going on as I'm older. Like those things, they still affect me, but like, not as strongly but then it's like but you have those like deeper connections with people so like that's where it affects you not like the death itself or like the idea of death itself <laughs> gotta make it count check in check in on your body I think we should <laughs> oh, we do. god <laughs> this is like a crazy question but what would you want your funeral to be like <laughs> hmm. i mean i can answer for christine <laughs> There's the disco ball is going to come down. (laughs) Yeah. Honestly, I think I lived a pretty good life. If I were, if things were to just like something happen and God was like, you're going to die tomorrow. I would want everyone to know that I lived a really, really wonderful and great life. And so that I think should be celebrated. Though it kind of sucks that like, I couldn't see you guys and like, you're like, we couldn't like grow old together, but at least you'll remember me in in like a disco ball kind of fashion, like with blonde hair and all of that so that's exactly you and even when I'm like 80 I, I would want disco balls yeah <laughs> yeah what about you guys is that is that a crazy question or do you just like no no I just haven't really no. thought about it but like I, I don't know I feel like I would say like yeah I want people to just like celebrate and like be happy like have good food like that kind of thing is that gonna happen I don't know I guess I need to write it down <laughs> just let us know I mean if you tell us yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> we're not gonna oh die at the same god. time oh my god, <laughs> oh my god. Um, sometimes you just have to laugh about heavy things right that helps. Yes. yeah <laughs> really really um yeah I think it would just like I think, you know, when you think of a classic uh, funeral, it's like, it's really sad. It's really dark. Everyone's wearing black. Yes, you are recognizing someone's life, but it really is about their death. But then, you know, like I've been hearing these terms, I've been hearing like celebration of life, right? Like instead of calling it a funeral, it's just like a celebration of their life. And it's just like another time for like the people in your life to come together and just like celebrate you as a human and it's not even about like what you did or like like all the things you gave back to the world I mean obviously those things are amazing and like if you can get to that point in your life that's great but um I think just to like acknowledge and celebrate like this person's being I feel like that's really nice so like 
if I were to die early or late or wherever, whatever, like, I think that's definitely something just like a celebration of life rather than it being like, oh, yeah. this person's funeral, you know? And a lot of wine for you. Please. <laughs> you guys know. We got it. We know the better know, be in abundance. Megan's you know the gonna kind come of wine back. you like. <laughs> um is that a juicy red wine there that i see why is that not a magnum (laughs) literally gonna be like excuse me (laughs) i don't know whether to cry or laugh oh my god (laughs) yeah i don't know just visualizing it helps it's i don't know i don't I don't want to think about it, but it's also like when you think yeah. about it, it's like, okay, like at least we we know what that person wanted. We know what to anticipate. Yeah. And it's um, like, it'll just be an opportunity for us to throw a really fun party. So mm-hmm. we'll like think of it that way, you know? Yeah, definitely. Yeah. And then we'll come back. We'll come back to who, I don't know, like it's going to happen eventually, right? Like someone's going to yeah. die here. I don't like to think about We're that, all going to die here. We're all going to die. <laughs> but someone's going to die first. Just yes. somebody. Somebody's going to die first. Oh, so I think that like in the way that we celebrate it, it should be like <laughs> like a big in party, honor. as you said, mm-hmm. in honor. And in honor to throw you a party and then come back every year and, and remember, not every year, maybe like every month or something. And we'll, we'll do something every day. <laughs> what the fuck? Okay, you guys. We need like a photo of like a three gravestones <laughs> podcast mics doing some chat from the grave. Oh my god. Uh, All right, anyway. Anyways. <laughs> I think that is the end that of this episode. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> Cheers. Interesting. <laughs> All right, so. Uh, yeah, if you made it through all of that, um, please go follow us and uh, find us online everywhere at Samcha Podcast, Instagram, Twitter, TikTok, YouTube. Go and listen to us wherever you're listening to your podcast now and tell your friends because we would love to welcome them. Yay! <laughs> Yay! And remember, guys, every Wednesday, mm-hmm. 3 p.m. Pacific. 6 p.m. Eastern, we're going to be releasing yes. some juicy, some fun, real, real nuggets of wisdom, mm-hmm. if we do say so ourselves. Yes. <laughs> we love ourselves and uh, clearly. Yes. <laughs> yeah. And so should you. <laughs> All right. Bye. Bye.